Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Hello, I'm Ken Decker, and this is Yetta Decker, and we're excited to be with you and welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track where we share techniques, tools, and tips that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone to turn your house to a home and where our families thrive and we will live the best life possible. So how long should I make my commitment for? Well, I think the trick here is, the answer is decide in advance rather than Decide by default, because it's going to get in your way. Yes. In this episode, we're going to learn about being your word, right? Your commitment. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And be clear about how long the commitment's for. Because have you ever noticed you had in your head, maybe you had in your head to make a short-term commitment. Maybe it was to a volunteer organization. Maybe it was something you were going to commit to for two hours a week, and yet you didn't express it. And someone else thought you were going to give them two hours a day or that you were going to stay with it long term. So the more you can be clear about your short-term commitments up front, the less friction you're going to have. Yeah, for me, it's like when I say to you, I'm not going to eat sugar or candy Mm. or or, uh, chips. Generally, that means for a short period of time. And I think it means he's changed the error of his ways. Uh, Maybe it's just uh, I'll not eat any of that until the next movie night. (laughs) Or something like that. (laughs) So just being clear about what your commitment is, and while you're committed to the no sugar, if that's the expression, or Mm. committed to the volunteer position, being all in will make your commitment actually mean something, will make it work. And it's okay, it's actually fantastic, that it's not ongoing forever. Because I may not want to be involved, or you may not want to be involved, like I say, in a volunteer position forever. It could be just a six month. And in fact, we learned as we've been growing our business and growing secondary businesses, and we're having people give input on design ideas, that kind of thing, actually say to them, you know what, what I'm looking for is, and I may not use the word all in, but what I'm saying is what I'm looking for is a commitment, a commitment for six weeks or a commitment for nine weeks. And once there's clarity, it's so much easier to decide whether you want to say yes or no. Whereas when there's ambiguity, there's confusion. Yeah. Like, you know what? Recently you said no to something. You have been a speaker's coach advocate where you help people learn their speaking techniques for two years. And They asked you to sign up for another year. Well, in fact, elevate the position and make it a facilitator position. And when that happened, I thought, ooh, I was ready to say no to the coaching style that I'd been doing. But when they offered a new level of experience and a new level of involvement and a better paycheck and all of that, I thought, ooh, oh, that's enticing. And so I had to sit back and go, 
what am I committed to more? Am I committed to growing that business, although it was fantastic, or am I committed to growing our own business? Am I committed to serving my clients in real estate? Because I knew that if I took on that role, although I could have done it at a minimum level, they weren't really asking that much of me as a facilitator. I knew that wasn't in me. I knew that I was going to do it at a level that made it not doable. Now, you were going to over-deliver because mm-hmm. that's who you are, yeah. who, you, who you be. Yeah. And so you chose to say, no, thank you, because yeah. you, didn't, you weren't able to commit all in to the level that you want to play at. Right. Even though I could have committed to all in to what they were asking of me. So mm-hmm. knowing who you are and how you operate in these commitments, because they were saying, no, no, it's good. Like what you're willing to, like what we're asking of you is not that big a deal. Yeah, and short term maybe, you know, you ask someone to be your accountability partner around what you're eating or your exercise or your work or you're learning something. And that you might say, hey, I would appreciate if you could do this for two months or six months or something. Mm -hmm. It's a short term commitment that somebody's making or you're making on behalf of somebody else saying, yes, I will check in with you once a week for, Mm -hmm. for three months. Yep. While you've got this goal, yep. that's a short-term commitment. And just be clear. And then there's the medium length. The medium length of commitment might be, well, I'm working in this position, in this company. I am going to be on time. I'm going to tow the company line with the values that they have. I'm not going to post anything that would be contrary to that company's stance, even if it's not my stance. It may be a medium-term commitment for the length of time that I'm in that employee. And when I'm no longer there, maybe I go, I'm not willing to keep that commitment forever. Right, right. And then there's long-term, and I call them life, lifer commitments, right? That's what I did when I married you. Good thing. Yeah, I said, I said it's for life. Right. One of us is going to go and then it's over. But before that, (laughs) it's for life. And how we've started looking at these commitment decisions is something called the big D. The big (laughs) D decide. So it's not a lowercase D for decide. It's an uppercase, all caps, screaming at you, decide. Because once I decide I don't have to make decision after decision after decision after decision and move into decision fatigue, which we talked about in another episode. So once I make a decision, I want to be clear that that is a permanent long-term decision because then I don't have to expend so much energy to manage the decision. Right. And this was a frivolous big D decide, but not really. It's a health D decide. For me, because every time I would eat out, I would desire to have french fries with my burger or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and I would make a decision for a while, I'm going to eat salads. And, but every time I ate out, it was a decide. I had to decide. Or if I go buy a chip wagon and I'm hungry, I had to decide whether I pull in and have some french fries or not. And so, uh, how long ago was it? Hmm, probably about six months ago. I big D decided no more French fries for life, for life. He's a lifer. Yeah. Now, did I make a mistake? Yes. 
I ordered some home fries at a restaurant with my, you know, my breakfast. And they came out with little cubes of deep potatoes. Fries. But then my friend said, hey, aren't those deep fried? Isn't that like a French fry, just square? <laughs> and I said, oh, you're right. I won't do that again. Okay. So, so just recommit right. to that big D decision. So the power. What's the power? Like, what's the point of this conversation? Yeah, the power is the clarity of understanding. When you have clarity, especially when someone else is involved, then when you end your commitment, your relationship is not strained. You're good. The mm. permanency of your commitment mm. needs to be clear. Up front. And yeah. without commitment, you're going to have nothing of any real worth. Why is commitment? So essential. We've created for you access, free access to over 423 episodes where you get insider tips on real estate and we're building wealth strategies and even how to make your house home. The great news is you get access to them from your home, office, or on the go. Yeah. So commitment's essential because without commitment, mm. there is no integrity. So what you're going to learn, mm, I'm going to learn. When we're talking to you, you know, so often it's not so much what are we going to learn, it's what are we going to remember that we already knew and now we get to bring it back to our consciousness. And so what we're going to learn or bring back to memory is commitment really is connected to integrity and how our brain works as it relates to those two partners. That's fascinating. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So keeping your commitment to yourself is the first part, <laughs> right? You know, That's I don't, the hardest part. I don't know about Who's you, but you ever said, oh, I'm not going to eat candy anymore, or I'm not going to eat it as much, or I'm, I'm, you know, one of the commitments I made, which I have failed miserably at. Is this okay? I don't know. I'm I afraid. Said, I said I was going to move my stationary bike in front of the theater movie thing, the projector screen, <laughs> so that I can exercise while watching movies. And the issue has been the only exercise I'm getting is moving my hand from the food container to my mouth. That's the exercise that's happening. Right. <laughs> and if we can't lead ourselves... If we can't keep our own commitments, how on earth are we going to keep commitments to other people? Yeah, or even expect others to keep their commitment to me. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I just thought of that one. That's that's tough. I know. It is right? tough. The, and these are things we already know. And yet sometimes by just having a reminder and us sharing the truth about our foibles and our setbacks can cause you to go, oh, I kind of got it together compared <laughs> to them two. And so what happens when we don't have commitment or we don't have integrity or when I don't have commitment or integrity is frankly, the experience or the thing I'm doing doesn't have workability. Without my commitment having integrity, I honoring my word, the thing just doesn't work as well. So let me unpack that a little bit because that might have Please been a little do. confusing. What do you mean by workability? Workability. So if I have a relationship with you 
and I say I'm going to be there at three, or I have a business appointment with you, and I say I'm going to be there at three, and I get there at 3.15. I was actually showing property the other day, and I did have a little setback, which was going to cause me probably two minutes late. And so I let the client know, and so felt okay about my couple of minute delay. And then when I got there, we did what we needed to do. And now in these days of our real estate industry, there's no overlapping showings and there is shorter appointment times. Everything is set back to either 15 or 30 minutes. So you got to get there on time, get in, do what you need to do, see what you need to see, do a thorough investigation of the property, talk to your client for what's required, and then get out. Because there could well be somebody right on your heels that need to get in. So two minutes is actually a deal in this market. So honor my recommitment. And then when I was there, we were lingering in the house because there wasn't another appointment, I didn't think, right on my heels. And then all of a sudden, I looked out the window at just a minute or two after and noticed that someone was in the laneway. So I said to my clients, we've had our time, we've got our full 30 minutes, and now it's time for us to exit. Perfect. And I met the couple and, you know, sometimes you can kind of feel whether they're the realtor or whether they're the couple looking at the house. They probably don't because they're not realtors. Okay. Well, I get that feel. (laughs) There's just this sense of authority somehow or position. I don't know. Just can kind of tell even if I don't know the realtor. And so in this case, I said, oh, are you waiting for a realtor? Are you the clients? And they go, yep. And so we stood there outside chatting by our car for another 15 minutes before the realtor came. And so when I say it's not workable, that doesn't work for them. Now, in a 3,000 square foot house, they have maximum 15 minutes to see it. And I had checked with them if they'd already walked outside and they had. So I kind of set them up the best I could, but I can't let them in because that doesn't have integrity or workability either because my commitment as a realtor is to be on site in Mm. the house with only my clients. So it just isn't workable not to honor the commitment, even if it's something as simple as time. Right. And your brain picks up on whether you're committed or not. Mm. And your language does too. I don't know if you've ever said it. I certainly have caught myself because sometimes I go, oh, I'll try to be there (laughs) or I'll try to be there at one o'clock. And now that takes all the pressure off because I can show up at 1.30, I can show up at 2, or I cannot show up at all because, well, I tried, but I couldn't do it. it. So that try word is just, oh. Either do the thing or don't. Yeah. Say yes or Yoda say no. Yoda says, do or do not. There is no try. Exactly. And so certainty, certain in your yes and certain in your no. And I've often been told, because I'm a pretty certain person, if you've been <laughs> listening to Life's Inside Track for any length of time, you probably have noticed I'm pretty certain. He lives with certainty. And, and yet when someone isn't certain, it creates confusion and it creates chaos and it creates ambiguity and it creates letdown and it creates failed expectations and sadness and ah, all kinds of stuff. Mm. And yet I've often been told, well, I didn't say I didn't want to come. 
because I didn't want you to feel bad. I didn't want to hurt the other person's feelings. Well, if you're not all in, if you're not committed to the thing, it doesn't turn out well anyway. No, I think you're way further ahead mm -hmm. to turn someone down than let them down later. Yeah. Rather turn them down now. And because your brain, the pattern in your brain is mm. established forever and a day. Your brain knows if you have the pattern of behavior of being late, because the part of the story I didn't tell you about the realtor I met, and he's a great guy, is I ended up knowing him. And when he came, he stopped his car, rolled down the window as we were pulling out of the laneway, and he started chatting with me. And I thought, wow, you're already like 15 minutes late. This isn't so workable. And I recognized that at one point, we actually worked together extensively. And I started reflecting. He was never on time for a meeting then. So why would anything be different? So our brain picks up the pattern of behavior that it's used to. Yep. So you want to be, and it I learns that be it's careful. okay. It then, learns that it's okay. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it will even make great excuses. You know, like, uh, uh, I, uh, I don't know, the kids did something or the, the car broke down or the traffic was horrible. And so what I do is if I'm, if I'm, first of all, if I know I'm not going to be on time, I'm breaking that commitment. I'm going to phone ahead and say, I'm going to mm -hmm. be on time. And I've learned not to give an excuse. Just say, sorry, I didn't make it on time and recommit. Because your brain likes consistency and your brain likes the truth. So there is the, the bottom line here is just say yes or just say no, whatever is truth. And then predetermine how you're going to stand in the answer, stand in your power without excuse. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I broke my commitment. Now what? For over 30 years, we're excited that we've been able to come alongside you, not only to help you buy and sell real estate and invest in real estate, also to help you strengthen and heal and flourish in your relationships, helping you build your finances, helping you build your fun, and even helping build your faith. It has been an honor and a privilege, and we're excited that on this Life's Inside Track, we're going to continue the conversation about commitment. Yeah, so if I blew it, then it's about recommitment. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to learn on this episode is how you can recommit when you mess up on your commitment. Have you ever done that? Okay, admit it. I've done it probably today already. Decided <laughs> I was going to do a thing, and maybe it was a commitment to myself that I didn't honor. Or maybe it was a commitment to someone else. I was going to call them at a certain time, or I was going to send them a specific property search and it didn't happen in the timeline. It's this sense of, you know, being mm -hmm. careful. So what I've learned to do over the years to help my commitment stick is to under promise so I can over deliver. So if I think I can get it to you for three o'clock today, I will probably tell you I'll get it to you by tomorrow morning. And that way, I've got some leeway on what I think I can do just in case I can't accomplish it in my timeline. And then when I get it to you at three o'clock today, you're thrilled. Versus if I told you three o'clock and I got it to you at 3.05, I wouldn't have honored my commitment and I, in fact, would have let you down. 
So when that doesn't work, which it works most of the time, when it doesn't work, what I get to do is recommit to the commitment. Yeah. And I think, Yetta, you just said that was a spoken commitment. And where commitments get tricky Mm. is sometimes there's unspoken commitments that people are making an assumption that there'll be a level of service or a level of expediency or a Mm -hmm. quickness in returning of a message or whatever the case may be. It's an unspoken. And sometimes it's a, it's a moral type thing. Like the unspoken commitment is that, you know, I'm not going to see other women or I'm not going to see other women alone. Not, you know what I mean? So that there could be an opportunity for something to go wrong. That could be an unspoken commitment or it could be spoken. Right. What do you think of that? Well, I think it's very true. And when you have a few minutes after you've listened to this episode, if you're driving, definitely don't write anything down. And if you're not driving, you might just want to make yourself a quick little note to sit and reflect for maybe a half an hour on where do I have unwritten or unspoken expectations or commitments that another believes I have that gets in my way. Because like we spoke on another episode, is our, pat- our brain likes patterns. It likes consistency. Mm. And so there will be a pattern of behavior, a pattern of consistency in what areas you don't honor the unspoken commitment. They'll be in the same zip code or the same postal code, whether you're Canadian or American. Um, And so just really spend some time reflecting on that. That helped me a lot. So when when you talk about a expectation Mm -hmm. or a commitment, Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like an integrity contract, right? Like it's not written out, but there is a contract. An expectation is a contract between you and I for instance, like that I'm going to be home for dinner. That's an expectation. Yeah. Right. Especially if you're making it or I'm supposed to be making it. (laughs) It's better if you're making it. (laughs) So there's an unwritten expectation that we eat at six o'clock, for instance. If that changes, then I need to be responsible and let you know that it's changed where it's changed too. And as soon as I possibly know that it's changed. So if at noon I get an appointment to show someone a property at 5.30 that's 45 minutes away from the house, I know I'm not going to be home at 6. Immediately I need to reset that contract with you. Yeah. Yeah. And have you ever noticed that when you know that something's you're not going to be able to honor the commitment and you just let it slide. I mean, I've certainly in the past often let it slide. And that's why I put all these checks and balances and behaviors into practice and into place so it doesn't slide as often. Not to say it never does, because we have a tendency to think of ourselves with the best of intentions and measure ourselves with our intention and measure someone else with the action that actually gets taken place. Ooh, that's deep. Just a second. You need to say that again. We have a tendency to measure and check ourselves based on our intention 
and measure and assess someone else or Let's in fact use the word, use the judge. word judge. Yes. I was getting there because assess is just a polite version of judge. Nobody's kidding. Who's kidding who? So judge the other person based on their actual actions. But somehow we have a tendency to not check ourselves or judge ourselves based on our action, generally speaking. Have you ever found yourself doing that? That you're thinking, how could, like, how could Ken not come home at six? Clearly, I saw that there was an appointment in his calendar. I happened to notice at three o'clock that there was an appointment there, but I find out at five to six that he's not going to make it on time from his mouth. Well, I don't understand. Well, I do understand. He let me down again. And yet, if I had done it, I would have thought, well, I I got busy. I did the best I could. So we tend to have a different measurement. Yeah, tool. or my intention is to provide for the family, to give the best service to our clients possible. And sometimes that's at the cost of someone else. And I've got to recognize that and, and own up to it quickly. Yeah, own up fast. And so part of that whole owning up fast is how do you reestablish integrity or recommit? And I think Ken said it a minute ago, do it now. Do it now. Say you've broken your commitment. Ask the person, can, can I have a new integrity contract with you? I blew it. This is my intention. Would you forgive me? Can we rewrite this contract? Now, the scary part is the other person could say, no, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Whether it's a business relationship, a personal relationship, a romantic relationship, at some point, the person may say, no more new contracts. You've broken your integrity too often. We're done. Yeah, your commitment doesn't actually mean anything. And sometimes it's just to ourself. And yet, when I say just to ourself, that's actually the most essential one keeping your commitments to yourself in check, and you can rewrite a new integrity contract for you. Yeah, as a matter of fact, your brain recognizes that. When you admit that you broke your commitment and you're not okay with it, you're sorry, there's remorse, there's regret, and you say, next time I'm going to do it right, I'm going to keep my commitment, then your brain recognizes that it's not okay to miss your commitment. And that it's important to you. Yeah. Exactly. Have a favorite quote that I think you might enjoy. Integrity is choosing courage over comfort. Choosing what's right over what is fast, fun, or easy. And choosing to practice our values rather than simply professing them. That was Brene Brown. We're honored to be your advocates on the journey of real estate and your life exponential. Forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.